Well, the Washington Capitals took care of the Montreal Canadiens on Thanksgiving Eve and now on Black Friday. Get set for the toughest weekend so far this season. Let's talk about it. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Capitals. I am your host, as always, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Kuhl, here on this Black Friday edition of Locked On Caps here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As you can tell, well, if you are watching us on the Locked On Capitals YouTube channel, uh, I am not at home. No, no, nay, nay. I am definitely in a hotel room. Uh, we, are, I'm right now with Western Michigan Hockey. We are in Canton, New York tonight, getting set for a weekend set against St. Lawrence. Actually stayed in Buffalo last night. Had we left Grand Rat or excuse me, left Kalamazoo, an hour earlier, I would have been able to be treated to a 5-1 win for the Boston Bruins over the Buffalo Sabres because we actually practiced at Can- or where Canisius College plays, where the Buffalo Sabres practice at KeyBank Rink right across the street from KeyBank Center. So that would have been cool for me, but unfortunately, it'll just have to be something I have to do on a rainy day or just, you know, the next time I'm in western New York. So but nonetheless, we we got a great show on tap here today. We're going to be getting ready for some big games this weekend for the Capitals. We'll also look back at that game on Wednesday as well because, well, Turkey Day was yesterday, and I didn't really want to do a whole lot. Granted, I'm pretty sure to some people right now they're saying, Tyler, what do you mean it's Turkey Day today or Turkey Day yesterday because we can clearly see the Cowboys and Raiders game on in the background. Yes, I know. You know what's going on, okay? Just, just, just get, get over yourselves. Anyways. We'll get to that. We'll get to the weekend set and also some cool stuff with World Juniors action. Ah, I love World Junior season. It's only a month away. We'll talk about that here on Lockdown Caps, which is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner takes all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for 100% deposit match. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Capitals your first listen today. And every day, free and available on all platforms. And of course, whether you like to listen or watch, you can do whatever you want. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, or you can watch on the Locked On Capitals YouTube channel. So, with that, let's get to the game that happened on Wednesday. First home game after the West Coast trip for the Washington Capitals. 6-3 winners over the Montreal Canadiens. This was a real good game for Montreal. And I think it was a real good statement game as well, given the fact of that... It's so weird to look back at the West Coast trip and say, was it as successful as it could be? Because, yes, they went 2-1-1. One, and one. Unfortunately, that one was against the lonely Seattle Kraken, who all of a sudden pulled off a couple of decent wins now with beating Carolina the other night. So we'll, we'll talk about that, obviously, later on when we get to that portion of today's program. But you just you could just tell Washington felt more comfortable at home, right? Like that, I think, was the big thing for me that I saw was that this team felt good with the win. They were feeling confident. They were playing hard. They were playing smart. And they were able to get the offensive, they were able to get the offensive touches that they needed. The first one that really caught my eye, of course, was Nick Dowd's goal. Nick Dowd, who has been enthralled with injury problems throughout like the last couple of seasons, gets this big contract extension and not big, three years at 1.3 per but for him, it's it's job security for a couple of years, right? And he comes down this left wing. He drives harder than that. 
gets stuffed on the short side, but walks it all the way around to the far side and is able to put it in his second of the season. Makes it one nothing early. Awesome. Good stuff. Then the power play gets going later on. The big three up top. Well, Kuznetsov isn't really up top, but you know. Kuznetsov's up there. Ovechkin's there. But, of course, who's also there? Johnny Carlson. He puts in his fourth on the power play. Carlson, Kuznetsov, and Ovechkin getting the assists as well. 2 nothing caps right away. And then right before the end of the period, puck kind of gets knocked around. The fourth line's out there, and you don't know what really is going on. And all of a sudden, Cedric Paquette's like, I'm going to clear this thing and boink off Michael Scarbosa and into the net. The oddest first goal of the season for Scarbosa, his first goal as a capital, scored his scored a couple with the Florida Panthers a couple of years back. I almost remember, I, I remember when I was watching the game back, oh, that's his first goal ever. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's right. He's, he's played in the NHL before, just not a whole lot with Washington, has not scored with Washington. So good for him to get his first as a cap. They don't ask how kids, they ask how many. Montreal did get one late. Jake Evans finds the net for the fourth time this season. And it's 3-1 after a very exciting 20 minutes of play. And like I said, the Washington Capitals outplayed the Montreal Canadiens from just about puck drop onwards. Montreal started to bring it a little bit late, but that's what happened to him a big lead. But 16-5 to were the shots on goal in the first period. I think there were 20 to was it 20 to 9 or something like that at one point during the second period as well. Like Washington just did not let Montreal any room to breathe, any time to breathe. And we started to see it as well in the second period because we see Kuznetsov find a way to score his seventh of the season with Carlson and Ovechkin getting the assists on the goal. And then we see Cole Caulfield score later. So it's 4-2 going into the third period. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is this. It, the, the telling piece is that while it's a two-goal game, against the lowly Montreal Canadiens, it wasn't like the Caps were really in a tight battle. You know, I Caulfield, for him, that's a big goal. His first since coming back from Laval, first this season. I really think that, I mean, he was a lot of our picks to be the guy, to be the Calder Trophy winner this year after how he burst onto the scene in the playoffs last year with him and Nick Suzuki. And, uh, yeah, it hasn't quite turned out so well for Cole Caulfield and the Montreal Canadiens. So, I like to think that he's going to come back around, as will a lot of the Montreal players, eventually. But we go to the third period, it's 4-2. Then all of a sudden, Ovechkin's coming down the right wing side. Connor McMichael feeds him up a pass, and Ovechkin's on that right wing where he likes to shoot it. And he has that wrist shot that can snap it over the blocking arm of Jake Allen, who had had a pretty tough night, let's be honest. This is, don't forget, first game back from injury for Jake Allen as well. I think we should probably disclose that information for those that don't remember. But he's coming down that wing, and of course, everyone's thinking shot. Everyone's looking shot. Everyone's thinking, all right, challenge shooter, because Ovi's not going to pass this. Beautiful fake. Fires it across the slot to Tom Wilson, who's like, oh my gosh, he actually passed it to me. Bing, his seventh of the season. Second assist for Ovechkin. 18th assist for the grade eight on the season. Guys, he is doing it all this year. He is one of the top scorers for a reason. The only two guys that are ahead of him are Dreisaitl, and Connor McDavid. And those two guys are literally the only thing that's keeping the Edmonton Oilers afloat right now over there, so you can kind of see why that's important for them. Ovi's doing this with, obviously, a lot of other players, as we've seen in this game, really helping out offensively as well, which at the beginning of the year, everyone knows that was a problem. It was Ovi and Kuznetsov and nobody else. But now, everyone's starting to chime in a little bit, including Dmitry Orlov, who... From a near impossible angle, he just had me pinching down low and is like, sure, 
and just fires one off Jake Allen from a bad angle. He scores his third of the season. It's 6-2. It's all but over. Okay, our Terry Lekkinen scores a goal. You know what? It's over. 6-3. Washington wins. I really like the way this game went. I mean, I, I really thought Samsonov played a really good game despite giving up the three goals. But the crazy part is, is the fact that you can look at that game and say that he didn't he didn't falter. A lot of chances Montreal had late as after that Orlov goal, they really started to pick up their play. And I I thought he played well. He's 7-0-1 now, and he's the only undefeated goaltender in the National Hockey League, in regulation that is, who has had at least eight starts. So I'm really th- – I'm not saying – once again, I'm not going goaltending controversy yet, but he certainly earned myself a cool cap of the night, mainly because of the fact that, once again, he's 7-0-1, a great start to the year. Johnny Carlson gets one for me because a goal and an assist. Once again, he's picking up his offensive production, and it's only going to continue to keep going. A, if the Caps keep getting power plays at this rate, and B, he keeps getting the puck up the ice as quickly as possible. I really think that was a problem for him early on was he was not moving the puck quickly. He was not skating the puck up as much as he'd done in the past, and now he's starting to get those shot opportunities on the power play, even at five-on-five. And it's really starting to pay off on the score sheet for him. I really like the way he's played. I'm going to give Scarbosa the other one, the third kill cap of the night. Because, you know what, why not? Your first game of the season with Washington since getting called up from Hershey and you get a goal out of it, even though it's kind of a weird goal. And I, I know he didn't play a whole lot either. Did Scarbosa, he, oh, wow, actually, pardon me, oh, he played 843. Sorry, I was looking at Connor McMichael's minutes. And I'm like, 11, holy moly. Um, we also got a decent look there at Beck Malenstein, who got in for 10 minutes and 10 seconds. He had just gotten called up as well. Um, didn't get a whole lot of opportunities. Did get one hit accredited to him, so there you go. And, of course, he was on the ice for that goal for Scarbosa, so he's a plus one. Not too bad in his first game. I don't know how exactly they're going to be a platoon this weekend. Obviously, we'll have to wait until after the morning skate later today to figure that out. However, it'll be an interesting kind of development. Once again, having... Kind of use some younger players or players you wouldn't really expect it to use with a full, fully staffed, fully healthy Washington Capitals lineup. So we'll kind of come back around here in a second to really talk about the the what what's to expect this weekend. Carolina and Florida twice. Now, granted, we'll only talk about the first game because obviously they will play on on Monday as well. Well, the Caps and the Panthers, but this is going to be a real measuring stick or the Capitals coming up here. But guys, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose because winning feels so much better. Traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know what or who or what you're up against. And Stat Hero is the first of its kind. Daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups where winner takes all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face them one-on-one. The never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns because Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you're in control of the stakes, and you decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is daily fantasy as it should be, one-on-one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey for 100% match. Once again, hockey, the promo code for Stat Hero 
Com slash hockey terms and conditions do apply. All right, so let's talk about this match, the matchups this weekend. First, the Florida Panthers on Friday night, tonight, for example. This could be a huge, huge tipping point. Five o'clock game, first of all, so it's not going to be abysmal. I myself, uh, it'll be tough for me to get to the, I'll say this right now, locked on now will not be right away after the game because I have a game at seven o'clock, Western Michigan versus St. Lawrence. So I will be a little octopedo, but it will come up at some point on Friday night. So bear with me. Obviously, you guys are going to be so exhausted from your Black Friday shopping anyway, so why does it even matter? I mean, well, then again, I wonder if you guys are, are you listening to me right now while you're Black Friday shopping? That's a real good question. Are you at Target right now elbowing a four-year-old when I talk about how the fact that Alex Androvechkin is one of the best players in the league? Heck yeah, he is. Give me that Xbox. Boom. I really hope you people aren't like that, by the way. I really hope you're all good people that understand. Oh, you know what? They got there first. I'll give that one to them. There's probably another shipment coming out here in just a couple hours. Now, by the way, before before I get into this, quick side note here. Completely unrelated to hockey. My wife and her mom do something every year on Black Friday, and it's incredible. Having worked retail myself on Black Friday, what you have to do is don't go in the early mornings. Don't go at 4 o'clock a.m., 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. or whatever. Don't get in line, freeze your butt off, unless you're in the south, of course, where it's 60 degrees still. But what you have to do is you have to go at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon or noon. Because what happens is everyone comes in and does these big sweeping sales and they come in and try to get everything and be the first ones to get it. Here's the thing. Us in the back, uh, working in the back, trying to get the product back out to the floor. Well, we don't go back to the floor because uh, it's a madhouse out there. So what we do is we wait until later on in the day to, you know, restock the floor. So by that point, you know, everything's kind of cleared out a little bit, a little bit more walking room and a lot easier to get the stuff you want. So don't go be that person tackling someone over the nice plasma TV or 4K TV that you want. Just wait until later on in the day. We'll get some more out to you. And there you go, because we typically get a whole lot of product for Black Friday because we want to make sure everyone has enough or has enough product. So just letting you guys know. That's my thing. That's my tip for you here for this Black Friday. So if you're listening at first thing in the morning, awesome. That's what you should do. Back to hockey. The Florida Panthers are 14-2-3 this season. And, you know, they're, they're sitting atop of the Atlantic Division, which is going back to that typical Atlantic Division feel where it is three or four teams at the top and the rest of the division. Because right now, by the looks of things, actually, let me just go back to it while I had it there. It's Florida at 14-2-3, Toronto 14-6-1, just beat up the island, or beat up the LA Kings the other night. They're in the middle of their West Coast trip right now. Tampa 11-4-3, and, and then Detroit sitting there at 509-9-3. Boston's only played 16 games. Their 10 and 6 record puts them at fifth. So right now it's maybe not as bad, but obviously with Ottawa, Buffalo, and Montreal sitting at the bottom of that division, we're seeing it where it's split like that. But right now, Florida is certainly flexing their muscle. It's possibly one of the best teams, not just in their division, but in the entire Eastern Conference. And they've played well as of late, too. They've won their last four games going into Friday night. They beat the Islanders handily, beat the Devils pretty handily. Worked out a very tough win against Minnesota, who's just finding ways to lose games right now, despite having these close calls after close calls. And then they picked up an overtime win on Wednesday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. This is a very good hockey team. I don't think we can understate that enough. We thought when they lost Chris Drieger, 
We thought, oh, it's going to be Sergei Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight. Those are going to be their two goaltenders. Well, guess what? I, I'm proven wrong, kids. 1.90 goals against average with a 940 save percentage and a 9-0-2 record for Sergei Bobrovsky. We we thought the matter was this, or excuse me, him and Sergei Samsonov Sam um, Sam or Ilya Samsonov are the only two players, two goaltenders that are undefeated in regulation because Bobrovsky is the other one. He's playing magnificent right now. He is stupendous. It's just, it's crazy how we thought all that money, that $10 million a year is going to be way too much. It's too stupid. Remember we talked with Armando the last time these two teams played earlier in the season. We thought this is a ridiculous contract, but he's playing well. He's starting to make that money, starting to show why he's worth that money. And I really like the way he's played. Really like the way he's played. And Spencer Knight, I don't, I don't expect him to start tonight, but I, you know, it's his first year. He's five, two and one has a nine Oh four save percentage and a two nine eight goals against average. Eh, not great. But once again, he's a, this is his, really his first season. And the fact that he gets to be behind Bobrovsky and play that 1B role right now, you're right. Maybe Bob will take the reins full time in the second half of the year when the schedule gets tough and they need to start really locking down games. Sure. But the fact that they have two goaltenders that have potential to be number one, or at least one has potential, one is a number one, that's dangerous. And I have to remind you guys, Sasha Barkov is still out right now with an injury. Last time I checked, correct? He's still out, right? Was I wrong? No, yeah, he's still out. He is out with a lower body injury and is considered week to week. Yeah, they've been winning these games without Barkov. Huberdo, Duclair, Aaron Ekblad has been sensational. Aaron Ekblad, who did get that winner against Philly the other night. Carter Verhage scoring highlight real goals. Sam Bennett is still really showing that he really fits in with this group. Sammy Reinhardt's having a solid year. It just goes down the list of excellent production. And obviously the defense is awesome with even with veterans of, you know, Radko Gudis, but they also have Brandon Montour, Mackenzie Wieger, Gustav Forsling has been a pleasant surprise as well. This is not going to be an easy matchup for the Washington Capitals on Friday. I don't know what to expect out of this one. I Both teams will be having a day off. Both teams will be a little bit rested. The Friday game is in Washington. No, yeah, in Washington on Friday, next Tuesday. I said Monday. I meant Tuesday in Florida. So some real tough games coming up here against the Panthers for Washington. But in the middle of all that is Carolina. Now, Carolina, excuse me, still at the top of the Metropolitan Division, but certainly just maybe a little bit more, you know, they seemed a little bit more mortal when they head out west here. They played less games in Washington. They have two games in hand as of right now. Now, granted, yes, we are at that point where we can start maybe judging who's in, who's out. I'm going to give it to maybe December, middle of December now, as I've really thought about it, because A, the season started a little bit later, and B, it's just, I don't know. There's some teams that you're just wondering, like, they're going to bust out, right? Or this team's going to fall off. Like, I'm just, I mean, now we're seeing Buffalo and Ottawa really start to tank. And I, I I think the Islanders have more to offer. You know, teams like that. That's what I'm talking about. But anyways, Carolina, 14-3-1. You know, not a huge cause for concern. But when you lose to a team like Seattle, for example, that was kind of a shun, a stunner for some of us. But granted, that was – no, that wasn't on back-to-back. That's right, because they played San Jose on Monday. They they did beat L.A., but they lost in overtime to San Jose, which is their first loss beyond 60 minutes this season, by the way, for the Hurricanes. But then you lose to Seattle, and I know that's the end of the long trip, the West Coast trip, which is once again longer because of the fact that Seattle's in it now. 
Maybe Seattle likes that. Hey, let's put us fourth on this list and let's let's play against the teams that are maybe a little bit exhausted of being out here out west, and then we have a chance to beat them. I I, th- I've, I thought Carolina looked good in that game still. They certainly had their chances to win that hockey game, but you know maybe a bit a little exhaustion may have done a toll on them. Now, granted, they do play Friday as well. They get Philadelphia a three thirty puck drop in that game, so a couple hours of rest. Even though they well, actually, no, that's right. They go up to Philly for that game, come back home on Sunday, and then take on Dallas, Ottawa, and Buffalo. Only the Dallas game is on the road. So that could be a real interesting game as well. And if you're Peter Laviolette, what do you say? Do you say, all right, kids, we're going to throw Samsonov in one, Vanacek in the other? Or do you do Vanacek in both or Samsonov? Samsonov's been playing great. I don't know if he's taken the 1A yet, but... It's so that's why that Montreal game is so tough to really be like a judge basis on. That's why folks, Peter Laviolette's paid a lot of money to be a coach, and I'm not because uh, that would be a problem for any team that would do that because we'd lose a lot of hockey games. Because I don't know what I would want to do. I mean, just given the fact that Samsonov had a great West Coast trip and certainly had some better starts than Vanacek did, and same thing I think goes with the game on Wednesday. I thought he played fine. The team just kind of fell flat towards the end, which kind of ramped up the shots for Montreal, but he made some big saves. So it's going to be a real tough go here for Washington, these next three games. Now, granted, yes, it kind of gets maybe a little bit easier after that. You see Chicago, Columbus, but then you get Anaheim and Pittsburgh, and, and then Buffalo and Chicago again. So you get your two Chicago games here in the next couple of weeks in early December. I don't know. It, it's so hard because this is this once again, this is the National Hockey League. There are some bad teams in here, but these are still considerably the best players in the world. The worst NHL team could go down to the American League, go to the KHL and kick the other teeth. No, kick those teams teeth in like teeth in teeth in teeth in. Holy moly. I can't speak. But you know what I mean? Like, that's how good they are. So you don't want, never want to take a night off, and especially against Chicago, who may be riding that, you know, that newlywed game right now with Derek King. They've won a few games and started really kind of showing that, hey, we're still a, we're a decent team. We have talent. We have Marc-Andre Fleury as a goaltender. We have Patrick Kane and all these other star players. And you know what? Maybe just Carlton wasn't really, really, really catching their teeth. So we'll just have to wait and see how that goes coming up this weekend. Once again, Friday night, at home against Florida, 5 o'clock. Sunday in Raleigh, PNC Arena, 1 o'clock. Tuesday, Florida. We'll obviously be able to tee that one up for you a little bit better when we get to that game. That'll be the last of the three games already against Florida for the Washington Capitals. So I'm sure they're already saying thank you very much and uh, giving their blessings and their thanks with that, getting the Panthers out of the way in the first half of the season. So we'll we'll uh, we'll keep tabs on that, obviously. Once again, Monday, we'll have the full recap. We can- Recap, holy moly, full weekend recap of the games for you. But we're going to talk about something a little more fun after this. We already gave our cool caps for Wednesday. That's why I got that one out of the way right away. But we're going to talk about some World Junior schedule postings, guys. Yay, World Juniors. But, guys, it is Thanksgiving. I mean, well, it was yesterday, but it's okay because, you know what that means? Still football season, and nothing goes better with football and leftover turkey then betting, bet online remains cover, gives you covered for all the holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports actions this Thanksgiving and holiday season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and use the promo code Locked On to receive fifty percent welcome bonus. 
It's not just football as well. They also have the NHL, of course, pro and college basketball, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving, it's where the game starts. So, looking at the scores or the games coming up on this Black Friday, not I mean it's a good slate of games because obviously a lot of afternoon games. The big Thanksgiving classic, the first I think it's the, is it the first game on ABC or not the first on ABC this season, but one of the games on ABC this season as well as ESPN Plus. New York Rangers going to Boston to take on the Bruins. The Bruins, big winners against Philly, not Philly, Buffalo on Wednesday night. New York going into Long Island, Elmont Park, and beating up the Islanders pretty bad. So now the, there is a New York team that has won at UBS Arena. Unfortunately, it's not the Islanders yet. Chris King, I am so sorry. The St. Louis Blues at 3.30, another ESPN Plus game, take on the Chicago Blackhawks. That is going to be an interesting one. Once again, the Blackhawks starting to play a little better, and St. Louis showing some signs of weakness over the last few games. Winnipeg and Minnesota, the rivalry that they've been trying to force for so long, even though I think it's a perfect rivalry, that's another 3.30 puck drop. Also at 3.30, Carolina visiting, like we said, Carolina taking on Philadelphia at Wells Fargo Center. Ottawa on their West Coast trip, taking on the Anaheim Ducks. That is a 4 o'clock puck drop out West. Well, 4 o'clock puck drop Eastern, 1 o'clock out West. Of course, Florida taking on Washington at 5 o'clock. 6 o'clock, New Jersey at Nashville. Montreal tries to get back on the winning sh- back on the winning track, as does Buffalo. Dang it. Wait, when is it? Ugh, stinking me having to call games. Like, it's, only, it's only five hours away from Canton. Uh, Buffalo hosting Montreal, 7 o'clock puck drop there. Seattle out in Florida now. They went to the complete opposite end of the country. Take on the Tampa Bay Lightning, 7 o'clock puck drop in that one. It's their first of two on the Florida trip. Vancouver and Columbus in Ohio. That'll also be 7 o'clock. 7.30, Dallas will be hosting Colorado. Islanders trying to find that first win, gosh almighty, at UBS Arena, hosting Pittsburgh and Toronto visiting San Jose at 10.30. That is the nightcap of the night, the lone nightcap on Friday night. So, One thing I did want to talk about, guys, because I just love the – I love one thing about holiday season. Obviously, Christmas is awesome. I love it. It's great. It's cool. But it's after Christmas that really gets to me because it's the World Junior Championships. Boxing Day, oh, it's, it's a great day. It's a great day for me. I love it. I love every second of it. You're kind of just relaxed from the, you know, the Christmas rush. And what do you get to do? You get to watch some great hockey. They just released the schedule today. The United States trying to win back-to-back after winning last year in Calgary, or excuse me, in Edmonton. But this year, they're going to do the original format that was originally scheduled before having to force it all into a bubble last year in Edmonton and Red Deer. The games start on the 26th, as I had mentioned. The... They have the schedule. Okay, they hand, there we go. They hand they handwritten it kind of in paragraph form. They also have it here for me. So the, one of the groups, the big group, obviously in Edmonton, will be Finland, Germany, Czechs, and Canada. While Russia, Sweden, the United States, and Slovakia, and Switzerland will be in Red Deer. Also in the top group was Austria. They also they were able to qualify and they're staying qualified because no one got relegated last year. And obviously the big games. They're not going to be until a little bit later on. Canada starts off against the Czech Republic. United States starts off against Slovakia. The big New Year's Eve games, though, Canada versus Finland, Russia 
and the United States. The United States, obviously, and Red Deer, but U.S. and Russia is always a big game. Canada and Finland, because Finland has just been a thorn in the side of Canada for years in this tournament. That will be a big one as well. Obviously, the tournament ending January the 5th, the championship game in Edmonton. I'm just so excited. I love it because there's a lot of players. A couple players have actually called games uh, this season. Maybe some Michiganders, maybe some a couple of kids from Denver were really impressive that I saw. And I'm, I'm really excited, really excited to see who makes it this year. And just excited to watch good hockey. I did the, I remember when I did the under 18s last year. I know it's not as big as the World Juniors, but that was fun and entertaining seeing some kids that were, you know, going to be drafted, that were drafted, and going to get to see a lot of those players again on the world stage in a bigger stage than the World Juniors. It's going to be really fun, really exciting. I can't wait to watch it. NHL Network, by that I mean watch the NHL Network, literally take TSN speed and put it on their own, unless it's the United States, because that's when they can. That's neither here nor there. You don't need to hear me complain anymore about it. That is it for this episode, this Black Friday edition of Locked On Capitals. We'll be back on Monday, recap the weekend set of games, and kind of get you ready for that big game on Tuesday, the third and final game against the Florida Panthers. Thank you very much for making Locked On Capitals your first listen and watch today and every day. Now go make Locked On Bets your second listen of the day, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Be sure to follow us, folks, at Locked On Caps on Twitter. Follow me, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Kuhl, right down below, right there. If you have a point out here on my screen, at TJKU29 on Twitter and Instagram. Once again, I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the holiday weekend, everybody. Don't beat up kids for video game consoles. It makes you look really bad. It makes people and humanity look dumb as well. Aliens are watching above saying, this planet's really not worth our time. So don't do that. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. Thank you very much for listening and watching Locked on Capitals.